0: Yeah, we're here, Tony and Mad Max, August 21st, Sunday. It's been a while, but we're here and there's a lot to talk about. And I think Tony would want to open up this show talking yeah. about his New York Yankees, which just can't pull it together. Mm. After Man. the All-Star break, they just completely went downhill.
1: Good after the All-Star break, do you have to go back to like mid-July? Yeah. Even early July for that matter. It's been rough. It's been rough. Um, what you thought was just like, you know, like a rough patch has turned into a complete freefall in, you know, like in like a month and a half here. You know, um, do you think they're going to lose
0: this division? Like the Blue Jays are going to catch up? Do you think it's possible? I couldn't
1: tell you. Those are things that I cannot tell you. Like we Boone have getting to like, fired. He just got signed to a three-year extension. Like, I don't know if you're going to fire a guy in this first year of, of his extension. It, it'd have to really get bad for that to occur. He was actually angry last night after the game. He actually, like, Slammed the like, table. Smacked, slammed the t- you saw the video?
0: Yeah, I saw it. People were like, that's the highest exit velocity that the Yankees have had in the past week.
1: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <They're not> how <laughs> wrong. That's probably the hottest Boone has ever been in his five years managing this team. Exactly. Like, Um, But, you know, did anybody really, like, see this coming? I feel like just the way that the roster is constructed, you could definitely see why they're playing like this. They don't really have a cohesive unit. They're not like the Mets, who, yes, they didn't win. They didn't sweep the doubleheader yesterday, but when when I tell you, man, they... they, when the Mets go into Philly, it's feeding time when it comes to those, when it comes to the offense, they hit, they hit that, that, that Phillies pitching staff up and down the lineup. Yeah. Not only when they go to Philly, but when they play the Phillies in general. So, because you could see how the Mets are are, are a cohesive unit and they play and they play hard for their manager. See men like, you're out here bitching about the Mets and, the, and them and then losing a couple games to Atlanta. This team is on route to having a deep playoff run with two with two <clears throat> with two elite ace pitchers to lead their staff. A lineup that's a lineup that's fluid and balanced. And you're telling me about them losing two games to Atlanta. Like, give me
0: a break. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We got to get into this. Yankees, because in the beginning of the year yeah. before the season even started, we know all the Yankee fans were crashing the waves of all these platforms complaining about how the Yankees were going to be terrible this year. Well, guess what? They had the best record in baseball. They were the best team in baseball all the way a up in, in, until, yeah, all the way up until July, like you said. Yeah. So now the tables have turned. I get it. I know, like, there's times when the Mets piss me off.
1: But- what happened? Players burned out. Yep. Pitching staff got burned injured. Out. Injuries, not even that big, like, like injuries, injuries are going to happen. But, like, it's deeper than injuries, dude. The bullpen, the bullpen was toast. The pitching staff is toast. The hitters in the lineup are like are toast right now. And maybe and maybe and maybe that's a lesson. For for people that maybe like the team wasn't. The team wasn't sustainable for, for a whole season. Baseball's a marathon. It's a long, long season. From from April to September, you are at it. And then if you're lucky to make the postseason, then you then you have an extra month of baseball to be played. It's long. You know, that's why people don't really take April, May, and June too seriously. No and maybe we took it too seriously maybe we were just like on our high horse for too long and like we really rode it out there but now that you're in the deep dog days you're really seeing the you're really seeing the consequences of really going out those first 3 months these guys cannot sustain a full season of play and if you can't sustain a full season then you're not then you're not a winning team
0: No, and and now's the time to heat up going into the playoffs, right? In August, September, now's when you want to get good.
1: I mean, like, look at the Dodgers. I brought the Mets, like Dodgers, Mets, Astros. Those three teams have sustainable rosters because they've got guys that know how to preserve themselves, preserve their bodies, preserve their skills, from April to, to, to the last day in September, they know how to do it. You think that Starling Marte stopped hitting after 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 he was he was in the All-Star game? No. No. Nah. You think that like Justin Verlander, who's who's 39 years old, stopped being like the Hall of Fame pitcher that he is? No. Nope. Or anybody on that Dodger roster was like, oh my God, my 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 my, my arm is tired. Oh, my legs are achy. I've got I've got I've I've got a I got a hamstring issue. No, they're out there playing. They're rolling. And this is not only a lesson to the fans that are watching, but all, but also to Brian Cashman, the guy, the, the guy that built the whole thing. You need to get players that know how to just just, just how to stick it out. That don't go down so easily.
0: How about the free agent? acquisitions or the trade before the trade deadline the, the trade people that they got in here with Ben Montes, Montes Bader. Bader's still
1: injured. He's going to be coming back here. They're shaking. Ben is shaking right now. Ben came from Kansas City and you know what? Yeah he played for Boston and he won and he won a title in Boston but it, it's just different man. That was that was like that was like three, four years ago. People change, you know, like Ben Benintendi, Benintendi played a couple of years. In, it, he, he played a couple of years in Kansas City where it's very minimal in terms of in terms of media attention. Small market, small market didn't have to really show out. Then he's traded, then he traded to the Yankees. And it's like, <clears throat> I don't know, it, is he pressing? Absolutely. Now I think that where he was batting in the lineup has really affected him. The man was batting three twenty, coming onto the team. Now he's batting, and now he's batting below three hundred. It always happens with these guys. And Montas, I mean, like, let's be completely honest, dude. Frankie Montaz pitched. Frankie Montas pitched in a ballpark. That's like friggin that's friggin 10 miles wide in terms of like in terms of like the batter's box and the friggin left field stands. It's a deep park. So a lot of the pitches that he's given up on for home runs in Yankee Stadium are going to be outs in Oakland. I don't know why front offices like don't analyze stuff like that. I'm sure they do. But then like, why are you like still going after these people? I don't get it. If you could see that this guy gives up like a lot of fly balls, like if he's a typical fly ball pitcher, why are you bringing him to your stadium, a Yankee stadium? Why? I never got that. In all the years, I've, in the, all the years that I've been watching this team, and this, and, and this new stadium is, is, is 13 years old. It's been 13 years that this new stadium opened up. Every time they bring a fly ball pitcher into that, into that stadium, I'm like, why? Why? It's just, it's just mind boggling. So those two acquisitions right there, like that's where it's coming from. And guys are pressing bad right now. Excuse me, but like, it's just, it's just sucks.
0: It's frustrating. I mean, you it's see back the back, the back of the New baseball. York Post. Yeah, it, it, you see the back of the New York Post every day, and it's just another headline of how the Yankees are losing.
1: And what sucks is that, like, we're past the deadline, dude. Like, this is like the, the, this is your team. what I have always had the main issue with how this team is, is that, is that like, there's something about like, about like the, about the, the spark. I always bring up the Mets with this stuff. Like the Yankees don't have a Brandon Nemo. Who's going to, who's going to, who's going to get a double to uh, lead off the inning and have that speed to score and to has that speed to, to, to score. Uh, wherever the ball is hit, you know? They don't have those players. No. Not in the Yankee lineup. First part of the year, they were using speed. I think they led the league in, like, stolen bases for for the first two months, dude. Speed, a mixture of power, hitters and hitting with men on base and scoring position. I It was just, like, everything was fluid. And the pitching staff was like the best in baseball. Every pitcher had a had a um, a, um, a ERA below three. The the bullpen was electric. Clay Holmes was like was the was the best closer in the sport, dude. His Clay Holmes ERA the first three months was like was like point was like zero point five two. Yep. And then, but then once July hit, it all went to shit. Everything the lineup, the pitching staff and the bullpen, especially a closer. In like in like a 1 month span, it all went to shit.
0: And August has just been abysmal. But and-
1: that's but that's sustainability. You can't just you can't just do your job great for 3 months. You have to do it for 6. Not including October. I in have to ask to you about this, streak.
0: too, with Aaron Judge and them not paying him and extending him. Do you believe in these rumors that he could possibly go to the Mets? Do you believe that?
1: I think anything is possible at this point, dude. I think that, well, this whole losing streak has really, really shrouded all of that. Dude, like, the man was on pace to break the freaking home. The, the, the man was on pace to reach – 61 home runs and and break the Yankees single season record by, by Roger Maris. But that's been completely forgotten with what's going on. And he's, and he's currently on a, on on a pretty extensive home run drought here. So I think that that whole, that whole record is gone. It's gone. Yeah. September is what? Two weeks from now, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's done. But it's just really it's just really disturbing how how things have turned out here it really has and you really feel it for Aaron Judge here because this is supposed to be his moment to shine and his leadership skills are really starting to show face in moments like this but that's the thing about being a Yankee dude it's like very rarely are you ever seeing somebody's leadership being tested when it comes to them losing a lot of games? Because the Yankees, the Yankees relatively don't lose a lot of lose a lot of games. So you don't know what it's like, like, like Derek Jeter, never, never, Derek Jeter never had to face the media after losing like a crazy amount of games because he was the captain. The, because the because the uh, team was winning ninety plus games a year, it just wasn't a thing. No, and that's what really. And it's not just judging. That's what really startles me about Aaron Boone as a manager. Because let's be completely honest, Aaron Boone was not brought here to manage a team. That is five hundred. No. He's, that was not his that that was not in the job description Aaron Boone's job was here Aaron Boone's job was to was to was to guide this team of of all-star players to 95 100 wins and then you take a and then you take a stab at the postseason. Which is a crapshoot. You have no idea what's going to happen. That was Boone's job. Boone is not here to. Boone is not here to handle losing, losing like, you know, 13 out of 17 games. That's not his thing. Nope. And that's what's really like disturbing because this is just, this is just new territory. And how ironic too. That today is Paul O'Neill Day, (laughs) where they're retiring Paul O'Neill's number number 21. And you know, you talk about Paul O'Neill and what he meant to those to those championship teams in the 90s, four titles in five years, man. He was he was the warrior. You know? Was um he was one of the best hitters of his generation in terms of pure like pure consistent hitting and here he is getting getting honored and then the team that plays after a ceremony is just hasn't scored more than freaking three runs in the past week
0: <laughs> i think that's another thing that's alarming is the fact that they can't even put points on the board they can't even put points last i mean yesterday they scored two runs but besides that yeah. they're getting shut out all, like this whole week
1: the offensive philosophy that this front office has put on these players is just unfathomable. It's like a different team, man. And like I said, dude, the first three months, that lineup was fluid. It was moving.
0: It was hitting in double digits.
1: Yeah. Guys were stealing bases. The Yankees never steal bases. No. They were never doing hit and runs. You know, like <clears> – <throat> They were hitting home runs, but they were hitting home runs in big moments. They were getting the bases clearing doubles. They were lining the balls down the line into the gaps, and that's done with. That's over. Now guys are swinging for the fences. They're, 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 they're whiffing on three straight pitches out of the zone. I mean, Andrew Benintendi has gone, I don't know how many games he's gone, when, when he is just striking out three times a game. This guy with those batting 3.20 comes here he's striking out three times a game. Just completely lost. And Glaber Torres is another one too. He's he's lost the whole lineup is lost. And Judge's lost too. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, you know, he's another one. Can't play the outfield either either because a couple of days ago He let a freaking easy fly ball go right over his head because he freaking misplayed it. Losing breeds more losing. That's just what it does. Losing play. You could Everything connects. Everything connects. That negative stuff, it just, it, it goes throughout the whole clubhouse. And like and think about the strain that it, and think about the strain that that it puts on on your starting pitchers because your starting pitchers have to give up literally no no runs for 6 7 innings and hope that the offense can break out hope and like i heard a lot of people questioning Aaron Judge's leadership and if he's really worth the money because like in these times like you really need like a player like him to like to break out here if there's if there's if there, if there's men on base hit a home run you know bring some life into that dugout get break out with a freaking double down the line and, and score and and score a couple of runs that's what that's what a leader does but that's just that that that's just what's going on, man.
0: I would have thought with the, the trade acquisitions that the Yankees made and compared to the Mets, I thought the Yankees would be hitting them out of the park because the Mets bring in Daniel Vogelbach, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler Naquin, and Darren Ruff. And the Mets fans, they wanted Soto and Josh Bell and these big-time guys. The Yankees went out and got Benintendi, who was a big-name player, and the Mets are actually doing fine with what they got – instead of who the Yankees got before the trade deadline ended.
1: It's all about how the team dynamic is. Yeah. The Mets play for each other. They're, they're a team. The Yankees are just struggling, like awful. There's just, and there really is no, there really is no end in sight. What's really just disturbing is that in like today's baseball, you go through, you see these stretches where these guys just can't hit a ball and they look like not even major league players. Like They should be down in like double A. Like, I don't get it. And they get put back in the lineup the next day. It's killing the sport, dude. It's killing the sport. In football, if you even show an ounce of just not being a of being a professional athlete, like if if you're on a football team, if let's say you're a um uh, let's say you're a cornerback
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: who is pretty good, you've got talent, but you go through stretches where like you're just getting burned by by receivers and you're giving up like. Two three touchdowns a game, you're gonna get benched. Yep. There is no starting the next the next week. They have depth. I mean, like these these teams, man, they just like allowed this. They allow mediocrity to to be in their starting lineup. And and I get that that baseball is different because because there's more games and and like and like think things change day by day, but there are these are long stretches where maybe or maybe you, you've got to look at the player and say hey maybe he's just not a major league player <clears throat> but it's all about the ability to keep it rolling for oh, for 162 games not 90 games 162 like you can't be doing this for 3 months
0: and then just stop
1: just stop yeah but um <clears throat> yeah that's all that's all I really had to say i mean listen <laughs> brian cashman constructed this team he thought it was going to be good and it was good it was great it was great
0: and now he has to <clears throat> answer for the consequences of how they're playing now throughout july and august Pretty much. But man, I know we wanted to get into some Jets talk here a little bit. Oh, yeah. Zach Wilson getting injured again. Makai Becton being down for the season. When you saw
1: that, when, when, when you saw that, when you saw that, that headline, probably on Twitter, you probably saw Zach Wilson leaves preseason game knee injury.
0: Oh, I saw it happen live. Oh, you did. I did. I saw it happen live. I thought it was an ACL tear because that's what everyone was saying on the, what was it CBS when they played the preseason games? They were mm-hmm. playing on CBS and they said, oh, well, he wasn't able to get up by by himself and he had trouble getting up off the field and that there was no one around him that tackled him. He, it was just a self-injury that happened really. There was, there was no warning injury from another player. So people were like, oh, this has to be an ACL tear. As soon as that, I heard that news right there. I said, this season's another one. There goes another rookie that, yeah. <laughs> that we drafted as a quarterback, and there goes another Jets season.
1: Were you looking at, like, college quarterback prospects? For no, the I wasn't season? going that
0: far yet, but that's <laughs> – that's, and you know what, man? I think that's coming anyway. I, I'm starting to lose faith in Wilson because he's injury prone. This is the second time he's been injured in two seasons, and it's it, this is his sophomore season. He threw an interception in preseason that was just abysmal.
1: Boy, that was a bad pass. That <laughs> so was
0: bad. That's not even a good sign. There's just so many signs right here that I'm just seeing from Zach Wilson, the slow start that he got off the in preseason. Like, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give him this season. But if he isn't progressing, we're on to the next one. <laughs> because I think the Jets are starting to really get some pieces in place here with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Elijah Moore, they're, they're starting to really get some pieces in place. Uh, Ahmad Gardner, they got Jermaine Johnson on the line. They're, they're starting to sign some decent free agents in Jordan Whitehead.
1: Yep, Dwayne Now's Brown, the time to get, picked up.
0: Oh, Dwayne Brown.
1: They picked up yet to uh, replace uh, Mackay? freaking big old McKay. <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Who just can never stay healthy. I'm sure that'll be our two positions of need probably next year in the draft and free agency will be a quarterback and an offensive tackle, left tackle at that.
1: Really, so we're just gonna rinse, and repeat.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna rinse, repeat. I just don't. I really don't see Zach Wilson taking the leap that Josh Allen took in his sophomore year. I just don't see it.
1: And I'm guessing that I'm guessing the whole Mike White hype is over.
0: It's over. Because, it was just like Jeremy Lin.
1: Yeah, because they were giving they were giving him um, uh, a, a lot of praise to uh, Joe Flacco.
0: Oh yeah, they are. They want him to start. The, the media has been pushing this agenda, and it's driving me nuts. The fact that this guy—they think this guy could still start in this league—but could you re- do realize the games that he did start for the Jets last year, and the past couple seasons that he's been here as a backup? He hasn't won one game for this team. One game.
1: Yeah, I—I I think they feel that his, his, his um uh, veteran, veteran leadership. Presence his leadership will help really well with with, with the kids, which, you know, makes sense.
0: I do not want another Fitzpatrick year. I don't want it. I don't want this tease. I want a nice young quarterback like Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Where is that quarterback for the Jets that we can just finally put a bookend to finding a franchise quarterback for this team? Where is that?
1: I'm telling you, man, like some... Things would have just been different if they would have just not won couple of years ago and they
0: and got just, Trevor Lawrence
1: yeah because you know hey Trevor Lawrence had a pretty rough rookie year his team was awful his coach was an abomination Urban <laughs> Meyer. Meyer like but like at least like at least you like know there's talent there I don't know what Zach Wilson's talent ceiling is like what is he gonna be
0: People keep comparing him to Mahomes. (laughs) He's got a long way to go before we start really solidifying those comparisons because I want to see results. I want to see what he's actually like on the field. I want to see the progression because I didn't see any progression in that first preseason game this year
1: compared to Mahomes. Mahomes played. Exactly. Man, it just doesn't seem to stop. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem to stop. Well, you know we got this quarterback Zach Wilson, you know he'll be pretty good this year. Guess what? He's on route and probably not playing week one. Nope. So now you're gonna have Joe Flacco face, face his old team in Baltimore. Right? Is it in Baltimore or is it at home?
0: It's in Baltimore.
1: It's in Baltimore. Wow, so week wait, week one is so so there's no home game, week one?
0: Hold on a second. I'm double checking. I think, you know what?
1: I think they are playing at home. It, it's it's the at home
0: because, yeah, they're opening up at home and then they go to Cleveland.
1: Yeah, because the Giants play, play in Tennessee. That's right. Week one. That's uh, another one, too. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, so, so now Flacco is going to have to face his old team and get whooped. Ugh. Man, oh, man. It'll be interesting to see how how the um, uh, Jet defense stops Lamar Jackson from running. I want to see that happen.
0: Especially this run defense. He won't even
1: have to throw. He won't even have to throw.
0: He could just run all over the team. They don't have any run defense. That's their number one concern for the Jets defense is the run defense.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what that's what's killed them against. uh, That's what killed them against Buffalo because Josh Allen runs all over the place. But I mean, it just sucks.
0: It's the same every year because you look forward to the season. I mean, I I don't really look forward to it as much anymore, but just because I'm not the biggest football fan in the world as I used to be. Oh, it killed you. I'm, I'm just not anymore. Like the Jets just lose my interest. And there's just a ton of other reasons why I just don't prefer football anymore. I'm more of a baseball basketball guy now. I'm just.
1: You're tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I, I just. And, and basketball is getting worse and worse by the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Because I just texted you this morning. And, you know, I distanced my Knicks fandom this year. I told you I'm. I'm not going to be rooting for this team like I was. And I just saw the headline this morning. And, and what do you know?
1: And what it say. All the I great, saw was Thibodeau.
0: The great Tom Thibodeau said that he would rather package up R.J. Barrett and send him off than Quentin Grimes in a deal in a heartbeat. Give me a freaking break with this coach.
1: Now, is he saying that because, like, it would take R.J. Barrett to, to get a deal done? Because if that's the case, then, yeah, you're going to have to trade R.J. Barrett. If you want Donovan Mitchell then RJ's got to go, like if 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 that's what he's saying, then that's what needs to be done.
0: And here's the thing: Do you think Donovan Mitchell has hit his ceiling because he is an All Star player? We know that, but do But and also, do you think RJ Barrett has hit his ceiling because you look at RJ's numbers; they just keep going up and up and up every year. I don't want to regret trading RJ, and he becomes a better player than Mitchell than Donovan Mitchell. A few, few years later, you know what I mean? Ooh,
1: but, like, here's the thing, bro, man. Like, wouldn't you say that, like, Donovan Mitchell, as at right now, is what, like, you want R.J. Barrett to be? So why not just get Donovan Mitchell? You're right. You know, you can look at it that way. You can. I don't know about – basketball, to me, is just so in, like, the friggin' trunk right now in the car it's so back there i got no reason to even look at it i, I don't either. I, I i i i read today that like brooklyn is possibly talking about signing Mello, you know mm. to possibly bring back durant like to get to get on to get on durant's good side they'll bring in Mello. like if it works it works but and and they need and and they apparently need a They apparently need a center. So, so, so they're talking about like, like Dwight Howard or, or Hassan Whiteside or, or, or or Cody Zeller. Like, I'll be happy if Durant and, and Kyrie come back and play. If they're committed to do this, then I'm, then I'm with it. But as of right now, I'm just not in it. The Nets. The Nets didn't even make the damn Christmas sched. Didn't even make the damn Christmas Day schedule. No, how did the Knicks make it and the Nets didn't make it? So needs to explain well, it to it's only because it's the Knicks, you know, the Knicks and the brand, all that stuff. Plus, they're playing the 76ers, so <sighs> they'll so they'll so they'll easily get trumped.
0: Oh, of course, it happens every time we play on Christmas Day, especially against the Sixers.
1: Yep. My goodness. Yeah. The, the 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 Knicks getting getting whipped on Christmas Day. It's Aside amazing. from a couple of years ago when they played when they played the um uh, they played the uh, the um Clippers. Remember mm-hmm. when they played the Clippers on Christmas Day? I remember that. And they beat them. So it was different. I remember when they played the Lakers
0: when Kobe was there with Steve Nash. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> and they were getting shredded. <laughs> this was in twenty I think this was in actually either twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen.
1: Didn't they beat the Hawks last last Christmas? I think they did. Yeah, but but that but that Hawk team was hurt like crazy. Yeah, Trey Young wasn't there. I think they did. So like,
0: I remember the John Wall. Remember (laughs) remember the John Wall. Remember Quincy Ac got in a fight with the with the Warriors on Christmas Day.
1: A joke, Quincy Ac. That's that? that's for the next need. Is it Quincy Ac? Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. New York basketball is another one that's just like I don't even know what to even think. I I looked at I looked at the schedule, and the and the and, and the Nets open up against against the Bucks. You check that out. I got you. And how see, would you like, sit
0: a slap in the face because the Bucks are like your kryptonite.
1: Yeah, and and, and and if there's no Durant, then like, what's the point of even playing?
0: <sighs> I don't know what's gonna happen with Durant and Kyrie Irving. I really just,
1: I mean, he signed under contract. You you open up
0: your first game is against the Pelicans in Barclays for the regular
1: season. Okay, I guess I was looking at preseason. Preseason,
0: you play the bucket, the Bucks. Yeah, that was preseason. Game.
1: Your third game. That's your third preseason game. Yeah. Then, then, then so, so, so the, so the first game of the season is in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. No, it's at home. At home against the Pelicans. That'd be funny if they actually traded Durant to 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 New Orleans, and then we got back like 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 Brandon Ingram and all those and they, a pretty nice package, and then they play them opening night. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the Pelicans already said that, that they're not giving up Brendan Ingram no. for Durant. So that's, that's out of the question, not doing that crap. He's not getting traded. Who's, no. Who is really stepping up with the big package? Nobody. Nobody. He's under contract. He either plays or he sits. It's that simple. And it may come that he sits. You never know. But that's just like, but that's just dumb because – if you're talking about legacy, if legacy is legacy. really that huge, his legacy is like shot in the skull. I feel
0: like his legacy has been shot since he left to go win a ring with the Warrior. I just, he's taking This is a guy who's taking the easy way out every which way he can. He's not a true champion that's actually built something on his own. This is a guy that just goes to wherever it's built perfect for him to just go put the finishing touches on a roster.
1: That's it. That's, that's it. It's sad. But so we did get it. So we got into everything. So I think I, I think we're good to go here. Do you want yeah, to do man. the
0: socials? Yeah, you could do the socials.
1: All right, man. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6.
0: You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TheRealMax, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check us out on all platforms, podcasts, everywhere, YouTube, Sports & Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, you name it. You follow any podcasts and platforms, The Tony Mad Max Show is there. Sports & Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max under there as well. And yeah, we'll be back whenever we can, but... We covered everything that we, we've missed in the past couple weeks, and, you know, we'll be back as soon as possible as, when we can when we're available on the weekends, usually Sunday, a Sunday or a Saturday morning.
1: Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Go outside. It's warm out. The, it's, we only have, like, what, two more weekends of, of legit summer?
0: Yeah, probably, pretty <laughs> much in the fall. Well, I'd say the fall weather will be here October. October. September's pretty warm.
1: Yeah, get ready, guys, because week one of football is right around the corner.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Get your vaccine, please, if you haven't gotten it yet, and uh, mask up.
0: Absolutely. For your
1: weekend, everybody. So long.
0: So long.